0: You are listening to the Tin Can Phone Podcast, where you can hear about the influence incarceration has straight from the source. We tell the story from the inside out. So make sure to check us out on KBOO Community Radio every first Tuesday at 10 a.m. You can also check us out on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere you catch your podcasts. And make sure to give us a follow over at tincanphonepodcast.com. See you next time.
1: Side note. I let Mike know, you know, I came up with this little intro for the 10 can phone. You know, what I mean, me and uh, me and Joe came up with it, and it's it's it's, it's like a little rap. It's a, it's a little yarra, yarra. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like uh, 10 can phone. Mike and our mind, the ones we can depend on, give us a voice from the inside out. Locked down, but not locked out. No filter. What y'all want to talk about? You know, and I know. Mike wouldn't be able to remember all that, so there you go. You can hear straight from the horse's mouth.
0: <laughs> Don't talk to the intro. Ten k
1: phone. Mike and. Armand Joe, Quiz, we the ones that you can depend on To bring the voices from the inside out down, but they not locked out No filter, filter over, over here, ch- ch- check, check, what we be talking about Feet up in the trenches, bop, while your own on the fences Metal detector before you enter Shaky medical and see your stitches They be pushing, they wait around Educate, didn't have the time to wait around Taking classes while they played around That's what we call staying down what we call staying down That's what we call staying down. Stayin down. Stayin down. Stayin down. Stayin down Mike, Armand, Joe, quiz dang it, this, this 10k phone. Hey, where's hey. it? It's your guy, Miss Pirati. This is 10k phone, the official. I'm talking about Joe. Where's it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love you, Queese. Oh uh, my god.
1: Oh, that put me in a good mood.
2: <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. So glad to hear that intro. And uh, just happy that this is for real and we're here we're recording um michael what's going on with you man i i love the i'm not sure what to call what you're wearing but i love it it's
0: hotness uh you can call it hotness (laughs) come on i also remember everyone (laughs) was complaining or not everyone i'm sorry armand was complaining that the intro is like the intro is too long this dude you thank god we have a long intro so we can finally get here we're, we're, we're waiting for Arman, it's okay, I'm make so my coffee. this is, this is episode one of Tin Can Phone, Tin Can Phone is a podcast about many things, uh, about centering prison abolition thoughts, uh, with some young gentlemen who, uh, are, uh, ex- have experienced incarceration and the, uh, continuing spiral outwards, which could or could not be considered part of the experience we're having right now, um... And I mean that un- not derogatorily, but also that challenges are co-held in the work that we are all doing together. I am on. Oh, I see it. it. It said you joined the Zoom, but I feel like it's the wrong Zoom, Armand. My 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 email told me that you joined a Zoom, and it's not this one. It's, it's I well, the the, you are setting. fired. You're fired. Well, let's. Let's get you here. How we, How? we? What do you need? I sent the link in the text. I sent the link in the email. I got the calendar invite. Oh, for me, I don't have any of my email. Post, uh, again, this is Podcast. So. He's self-promoting himself. Hire this guy. No, I'm kidding. You should hire him, but he will be late. Um, I will <laughs> let you all know, this is the, literally the first time he's been late, sort of, but the worst time. Uh, Armand, I'm sending you an email right now. Jeez. Uh, well, welcome. Times guys. But I am here. You are here. They are hearing you. They are. The world is hearing you. All right, it's in your email. Armand coming in hot. Coming in
2: hot. It's it's between. I wonder if there's any room to blame the coronavirus right now for our struggles. Or would that
0: just be an easy way out? I mean. Well, well do we we could get into it. I am just so eternally curious why you slept somewhere else today, but it's fine. Um, do you get the link?
1: How do we go back to this after that intro, bro? I am ashamed right now. I'm so no no, no, no. Queen. I'm so queen. heartbroken. Listen, Take it. Joe, it's fine. Queen. Take
0: us off. Um. It's interesting, and we're going to get into the origin of the podcast soon, but I have been referencing um, a scene from Oh Brother Where Out Thou, and I figured I would share it. Armand, you could just listen to the sound on the phone, Uh, but I'm going to do a little screen share, show y'all, let's see, basic, optimized for screen share, video clip, quick time, Boom. Don't talk. Stop talking. Let me know if y'all could see this. The preacher said I was looking
3: for him, not for the law. I believe it. Surprised
0: you, you Pete, I gave you credit for more brains than Delmer.
3: But there was witnesses seen us redeemed. That's not the issue, Delmer. You Even you if it did show? put you square with the Lord, the state of Mississippi's a little more hard-nosed. You should have joined us, Everett. It
4: couldn't have hurt none. Hell, at least it would have washed away the stink of that pile
3: Join you two ignorant fools in a ridiculous superstition thank you anyway, and I like the smell of my hair treatment. The pleasing odor's half the point. Baptism. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Well, I guess you just might cross the bear. All
4: over, Everett. Let's give that colored boy a lift.
1: You fools going past Tishomingo Sure, hop in.
3: How you doing, son? Name's Everett. These two soggy sons of are uh, Pete and Delmer. Keep your fingers away from Pete's mouth. He ain't had nothing to eat for 13 years except prison food, gopher, and a little greasy horse.
1: Thanks for the lift, sir. My name's
4: Tommy, Tommy Johnson. How you doing, Tommy? Say, I haven't seen a house out here for miles. What are you doing out in the middle of nowhere?
1: Well, I had to be at that there crossroads last midnight to sell my soul to the devil.
3: Well, ain't it a small world, spiritually speaking? Pete and Delmer just been baptized and saved. I guess I'm the only one that remains unaffiliated. This ain't no laughing matter, Everett. What did the devil give you for your soul, Tommy?
1: Well, he taught me to play this here guitar real good.
4: Oh, son. For that, you traded your everlasting soul? Well, I wouldn't
1: use me. I've always wondered, what's the devil look like?
3: Well, of course, they're all manner of lesser imps and demons, Pete, but the great Satan himself is red and scaly with a bifurcated tail, and he carries a
1: hay for him. Oh, no. No, sir. He's white. As white as you folks, with empty eyes and eyes. A... Big hollow voice. He love to travel around with a mean old hound. That's right. he told you to go to Tisha Mango? Well no, sir. Well, that was my idea. I heard there's a man down there. He pays folks money singing to his cane. They say he pays next, if you play real good.
3: Tisha Mango, huh? How much he pay? All right, boys. Follow my lead. Hello? Who's the honcho around
4: here? I am.
3: Who are you? Uh, Well, sir, I'm Jordan Rivers, and these here are the Soggy Bottom Boys out of Cottonelia, Mississippi. Songs of salvation to salve the soul. Uh, We hear that you pay good money to sing into a can. Well, that all
4: depends. You boys do Negro songs?
3: Um, uh, well, uh, sir, we are Negroes. All except for our, uh, our company, uh, uh, the fellow that plays the guitar.
4: Yeah, well, I don't record Negro songs. No, I'm looking for some old-timey material. You see, people can't seem to get enough of it. Since we started broadcasting it on the pappy old Daniel Flower Hour, so thank you for stopping by. But... Sir.
3: The soggy bottom boys have been steeped in old-timey material. Heck,
4: we're silly with it, ain't we, boys? That's right. That's right. W- we ain't really Negroes. Oh, except for our us.
3: Okay, sir. But Merton uh, uh, Aloysius will have to just sign X's. Only four of us can write.
4: Everybody. Hey, mister. I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a feller in there who'll pay you ten dollars if you sing into his can. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. Yeah, that's Governor Menelaus. Pass the biscuits, Papio O'Daniel. And ain't you appreciated if you ate his farina and voted him a second term? Finest governor we ever had in Mississippi. In any state? Oh, Lord, yes. Every parish or precinct. He was making the bigger point. Well, ain't you going to press the flesh, Pappy? Do a little politicking? I'll press your flesh. You don't tell your pappy how to cut the electorate. We ain't one at a time in here. We're mass communicating. Oh, yes. That's a powerful new force. Shake mm-hmm. your leg, Junior. I God your mammy died giving birth. she have seen you, she have died of shame. Well, hide
0: it. So, uh, is, is very interesting. We're going to kick you off the show a little bit with talking about our origins. But whenever I, was, I have spoken about our origins, I would reference this clip. And in preparation for the show, I rewatched it. And it's funny because there's a few things I forgot and didn't mention prior, but all the three characters are escaped from prison, so they're formally incarcerated. And uh, I always used to refer to myself as the blind guy on the radio who has the tool, because we'll discuss, I brought in this little uh, mini recorder, which usually is sitting idly by, uh, brought this into the prison and uh, as a tool was able to cultivate what we have now uh, but upon rewatching, I feel like I'm more like the black guy who sold my soul to the devil. And I'm just in the back trying to pluck the strings and elevate and get these guys singing into the can. So now that they're all here, commenceth the singing. And
1: oh,
5: <laughs> Real talk. I, I don't know why. It's, just, it's really
2: hard for me to imagine any of us like yodeling or singing some like folk country tune like that but uh, But, i guess in our own style we are we're for
5: for sure sure. but but i i feel that connection and i love how michael has brought this analogy that's deep in prison history that replicates what us that they said something at the end there we're gonna be able to speak into a, a, a tin can or something. The whole world's gonna be able to hear us, you know, going to get ten dollars for it. And that is not the base of what Kentan, you know, Kentan phone is, but it is a uh, possible outcome that us speaking into our tin can phones will. Then start this dialogue conversation that will exceed far past uh, all of us in the meeting right now.
1: And $10.
2: Exceed $10. Not, I mean, that we're going to exceed personal like earnings, but it'll be greater than the value of what we could earn from it. Let's say $10.
0: Totally true, which is interesting to ping because of the economy at the time. $10 was much, uh, but also totally forgot that the end, that end scene, which I wanted to keep in there with these like fat, white guys saying y'all are beneath us. Uh, We are politicking over here. And I love how he says the mass communication at the end, which is just and may have been on the director's intention for that to have mirrored the term of mass incarceration. Um, Who knows? I know
2: while the governor was passing by that, you know, the troop of characters. I was wondering if, uh, you know, Kate Brown, I don't think we were going to run into her after this show or anytime after Tim Camp's on, but um, it, I guess it's, uh, it is interesting to relate that scene to how we have like brushed against the system and authority to make this happen.
0: Sure. Uh, which I guess is another, as we kind of pivot towards telling the origin story, Um, I was collaborating with um, other artists, including some of which were present, uh, Rachel Burns' series being one of them who really kind of um, set the the space or paved the way or set the rails to kind of create any and many uh, forms of creative collaboration in the prison. And this project really began when Armand was just kind of um, in the comedy class talking about how uh, guys inside had these very rich, and I believe the narrative or the term that you had used it, at least that's my memory, um, where you had said that they have great American stories, but it's kind of like unbeknownst to them. The kind of everyone was not appreciating their own experiences as great or as common or canon American narrative, um, and therefore are invisibilized both by themselves and by the system. Uh, and so Armand and I embarked on interviewing 13 guys, uh, using that mini recorder that I kind of, I want to use the term smuggled. And there is some form of not it. illicit, but, oh, but some form of um, moving yeah, through the system in a way where more is happening than is perceived. Not again, um, Illicitly, but no one thought that that passing of the recorder would become this. Um, But from that, the a lot of things happened, and guys kind of uh, began to appreciate their experiences. Um, But yeah, you all can feel free to discuss what that has meant for you or what that was like. The the thing I did, I was like, where am I going? There was one thing I wanted to say is that the content we recorded then uh, remains in bondage. Ben, what a guy. We love you. Love to see you. Ben you Hall. mind pinging, pinging your camera off real quick? But you showing up right now is too perfect. Uh, this guy, he'll tell you how many years when we get to him later. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, hit yeah. Your, so the, the prison still owns this content. And we were trying to use it. And we would like to still and uh, cannot. Yes,
1: squeeze. Hit your, hit your video button, Ben. Uh,
0: yeah. Um,
1: all right bottom. there you go we're going to come back one, to the audience one thing that's yeah. important. well i just think to, to mention off.
2: about that content
1: I just wanted to uh, michael follow.
2: is like oh go ahead go on
0: is that <laughs> that content exists we're not able to use it between recording it originally about a year ago to this moment all of the guys got out and so we decided to use our platform and intentions to uh, serve the masses, even though our original content remains in bondage.
5: Go, most, most got out. Free all of them that are still locked up, and uh, you know, what I mean, that, but most of us, or you know, unfortunately, some have already gone back um, due to this system. So, Joe, I know you have a small point. Tell me the point real quick, and we'll get right into the origins. Role. So, there's a little context. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I would his favorite. Let's launch ourselves into the origins. Well, the origins is Michael, you know, kind of scratched the surface is that I had been a content creator. I've been in media. Uh, I graduated Oregon state university. Um, Decisions basically from alcoholism and and drug use put me in positions to be in prison um, in a real nutshell, but While being there, Michael, as the creative soul that he was, listened to these ideas that we had and could somehow miraculously make them manifest. So again, a conversation about the men in prison and how interesting of stories most men within these walls have lived. Yet the trauma, the lifestyle, the everything had become so normalized that those stories felt useless to these men because they felt so typical. It felt so typical of it. So as someone that was in my first time in prison and kind of had this intellectual background also, it gave me this moment to step back and say, man... If we can capture some of these stories on our tin can phone, AKA a zoom recorder, we will have some extremely powerful, um, interesting content for the masses. And Michael, again, moved forward with that. And we did more than 13 interviews. Each man got paid out for the grant. So again, the service that we did through that project alone got paid back and full to the gentlemen that are incarcerated and now out. And from that moment, from when I left, Joe and Queez kind of took the reins of uh, what the tin can phone is, the essential just interviewing of other people and ran with it and started just also creating their own content of interview based uh, stories in a sense or philosophy to say at least. Do we miss any, anything on, on, on those points? Does anyone want to add anything? Well when while
2: I was listening to you I you know I know that like part of your original project was interviewing thirteen different people which I want to point out for the listeners like that is how Queez and I and Armand got together because myself and Queez were people that Armand interviewed and our stories were recorded as part of the Project Great American Stories which Armand you references, like our stories were all sort of common like we all struggled alike and yet we we're in this environment where we we're all so like vastly apart like that's not to our discredit that we shared common struggle it was to our credit that we got together and we were able to talk and have these discussions about how we are alike and why we're all the same way. And what's beautiful about our stories is that they are common and that people outside of prison have similar experiences and similar feelings. And that is part of like our origins is getting together on that premise and like using that as our base. That's why we all get together now and why we're reaching out on recordings like this. You know, I mean, I remember my initial time meeting Queez, like he sat in while you interviewed me, Armand, and like he just asked if it was okay to sit in and he listened and afterwards we talked. And
1: like one of the first things he said, and
2: then, like this isn't necessarily a quote, I don't remember exactly how you said it Queez, but you were just like, yeah dude, like I, I, I understand you. And uh, from there, we became great friends. Thanks. And we further like got involved with Michael by meeting you, Armand. And that just like that launched everything. All of us having that, these things in common, including Michael, who wasn't a prisoner, but came in there on his own. And I guess elected to be there for part of the time. Finding commonality with him also was very important.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting because while we had intentions for the content and we have the desires for an outside audience, which uh, for those of you still wondering about the name Tin Can Phone, communicating from the inside out, um, getting that narrative between folks who have a cultural experience and don't, um, and us needing to use analog tools and all the different weird ways to try to get that to happen. Remind might be pushing his TV out of the way. He likes to get a nice crisp background on that guy. Um, (laughs) uh, But I did want to say that I think one of the things that were really interesting about the initial recordings and the excitement that was kind of embodied in that video clip was the meditations and mediations in discourse among the participants, right? Like this is maybe the first time that that content a year ago is hitting the airwaves, so to speak. But the excitement about the conversation we were having was uh, dynamic and also I think rejuvenative for those who are having the conversation. Um, And I think that's what Joe was alluding to as we still engage or plan or work on projects that don't have a live audience um, that kind of camaraderie and mentorship offered between individuals still exists
5: for sure and 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 one thing I I'm going to speak briefly a point like was when I started the original american story dialogue it started to open up this this wave of of connectivity as a, as you know joe just admitted to quiz he wasn't, they didn't know each other until we created this space within the prison that people could even have this dialogue. So we could have OGs, you know, uh, for those that don't know, older incarcerated gentlemen that have been through the system. We could have OGs sit in there and give their philosophy, although that another, you know, interview may be happening. And from that experience alone, it really helped kind of navigate this weird story of different cultures and different people within the yards. Um, again, I'll briefly say I'm middle Eastern American. So when it comes to prison politics it is very ethnically and racially divided. So being other gave me almost a pass not to, um, you know, be supplemental to certain rules that would not allow me to talk to certain people or to, you know, congregate, eat with them, uh, record a podcast with them. So I felt almost like a responsibility is of of a funnel for all this information. And just, I I remember the excitement that I'd see on some, some of these men's face that have been having, you know, 20, plus years of incarceration locked in them and a story to tell and never gotten a platform to do so and it it brought me happiness just to know that at that moment i'll be able to do that and with tin phone i know we can continue to bring that appreciation love support and help to others that are in the same situation for sure I'm interested to
1: hear what you have to say, please, about how this all started and began for you. Yeah. Um, of course, if you know me, you know that I'm really not, you know, like a social person like that because I don't, like I said in the beginning, I don't fit in with a lot of guys. Once I changed the origin of my story, you see me, and, my, and I grabbed control of my narrative, um, a lot of my homeboys fell off. A lot of um, the people that I was politicking with and uh, politicking for those who don't. Joe, what's the euphemism for politicking? um interacting facts so a lot of the dudes that I was politicking with um they didn't feel the same I felt about how I was going to do my time and uh you know so I was going through that when when Armand approached with the uh for me to do the interview which in our culture sometimes we're not allowed to go and talk about certain things or express certain feelings in in those cages so it was a little different for me I was just like I'm at a point where I'm ready but at the same time, you know, it's going to be backlash, it's going to be consequences. It's going to be a whole bunch of things that I'm going to have to deal with. But through the strength and the love of, you know, Mike, Armand, and, and, and just me being where I was at, I was like, let's go for it. And that day, I had previously seen Joe, and I was just like, damn, who's that dude that's always blinking? Like, what's up with this dude, man? <laughs> right? So I already had this prejudgment, like, this dude, weird. And um.
5: Joe has a stigmatism for, for those people that can't see him. He has a stigmatism.
1: Yeah, nah, he don't even do it no more. That's how I know he he, he good, new life. But when I came in and I heard his interview and, and the vulnerability that he exuded um, with Armand and the way Armand reacted to it, I was like, okay, all right, this a real dude right here. Like, like, after hearing his story, I felt bad because I was like, damn, I prejudged him, you feel me? One, being that I'm, you know, top-ranked black card, Black card being, you know, uh, in prison is gonna automatically be a um, racial um, segregation, right? So for me, I like our mom was saying, oh gee, I done did 10 years in prison, I just turned 30. So I do have, you know, um, what they call stripes in there, which is a, a structure level um, in the organization. So with that being the case, and then, you know, being cool with Joe, um, somebody who's of a different race than me, that was already like, like, what's up with you, bro? Like, 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 what's up with you? But also being a rock star, you know, I, I've never um, been the one to do what other people wanted me to do or anything like that. So I was like, man, let me see what's up with bro. Like his story intrigued me to hear, um, and I let him tell it, but to hear, you know, his upbringing, because I, I thought he was just some regular white dude that would just, you know, on dope or something like that, which is another prejudgment that I had and, and kind of find out, you know, he's a real, he's a real dude with a great soul. And um, so Armand gave me the chance to start this path and open up. And when I did the interview, I didn't know how it was going to go, but he pulled the truth out of me. Or maybe I just felt like, you know, he was somebody I could tell the truth to. And uh, and then, you know, Mike, I don't even like, I still be trying to think like, what is the words to describe what Mike mm-hmm. meant to us? And I want to ask y'all that. What, when you could think of a word or, or a, like, what in that time did Mike mean to y'all? And I would answer first, 10-can phone. Uh, Mike, we have a lot of programs that come into CRCI. We had a lot of different programs that came in there. Um, most of them was just us doing it so we could get out of the unit or, you know, just had some time to fill in our day. Bible study, uh, yeah. AA programs, AA.
5: Um, some some art from There's, PSU. But. Some college courses. I mean, really,
2: the bulk of the day is just, like, sitting around wondering how the
1: the time is even going anywhere because nothing's happened. And that's That's if you choose to do your time like that, you see how busy we was right. college courses, you know what I'm saying? 10 cam phone, uh, lit lit. you know, we had things going, but that's the thing about prison. They hide under rehabilitation or the image of rehabilitation, but really there's no rebuilding in there. You feel me? Like, unless you do it yourself. So that's what I mean, Mike, like, I never attended a class like I attended his class in a sense of, um, like being a part of projects mind you the, the the first project you know when we did the the board me ben hall and uh larry Lofton and uh joe we did the board in in the art gallery took it out of the prison and put it in a real art gallery right and i seen that was the power of um arts and social practice and i said whoa this is the first time i'm actually seeing um what they would call inmates which is properly known as adults in custody um this is the first time I'm seeing inmates doing a project, and it being took to the streets and not being uh, profitable. Like they're not making no profit off the work of the inmates. What they call inmates, again, I'm I'm using their terms, and the, there being the system, the ones in power, um, and they didn't profit off of it. They didn't, you know, get like just like the system does, um, make the inmates do the work and then they get the funds for it. like Mike them anything they've ever made money from from us. I've seen a check, or my books have seen that money, and when I seen that, I told Mike, whatever you want to do, bro, I'm behind you, and we've been rocking ever since.
5: If yeah. I could say one hey. thing, yeah. if I could say one thing about Michael and, and his uh, contribution to what this is, and as quie said, there, there's so many different groups and people come in, and everyone has their own agenda. We In life, we all have our own agenda, but with speaking with Mike for hours and and, and days and and really getting to know him, he had a larger vision, which we're doing right now, which was to connect those that are inside and to give them a voice when they're out and still give those that are inside a voice as well. And
0: without him, we could not have done this. And I'll, I'll, Y'all, it's y'all's show, so y'all can talk about me as much as you want. Um, But I did want to, I was thinking about characters and as uh, Queez pointed out, Joe Biden, our, our only white character, and Joe and I were talking about this earlier today, for the optics of the show, unrelated to any other reason, illustrates how these things are also happening to white people. Um, but I also wanted to say that majority of the people that I interact with are of a, a fem neighborhood, um, and that works well for me. I don't know that I, like, well interact or socialize with men, male people, uh, mostly elder men. Um, that being said, I think I have found um, the most male camaraderie in my life in prison, that which I was not brought there for any normal reason. Um, But I think, again, as a character to the wider world audience is that the earnestness and honesty that I found in the prison is unrivaled outside. Um, And in the instance of my own time is with all male uh, people who are incarcerated, um, so at least want to illustrate myself as a character and my relationship to the context that there is such a, a breadth, depth, and um, sage wisdom that gets forged in this place um, that I ha- have benefited from honestly, but um, is a strong and meaningful connection for me as an individual, not just as a creator. you
2: know, Queen's he, he, asked
0: about, he asked about you
2: when he made a statement uh, a few minutes ago, Michael, that he asked us to respond about how, like, I guess how we relate to you and what your role was as we relate to you and you relate to us in the prison. And, like, I always saw Arts and Social Practice, which you, like, in a large way, you hosted it every twice a week at the, in Co- the prison. Host. And, um, right, there was, there was other, you know, Spencer was there and Anka and Merrill. But um, all of our podcast recordings were like, everything that we're saying now, like the, the common thing that we all share with coming to this podcast in the prison was like, we were a part of it. And that is the word that we've all used. Like we found apartments in this when we were otherwise alone and trying to figure out other ways to salvage our time when what felt like we was, was being ruined. And I always thought of this podcast as like all of us being enabled. And I always thought of it that way, as it related to Queeze and Armand and I as prisoners. But um, I guess what you just said revealed that you were also enabled by our partner. And that—that uh, that has always been the most important thing. Is like even though we're late and we have some glitches and we're not necessarily so smooth on a live recording, like we are here and we are a part of the same skin can phone. You created it, and that. As all the way back to our origin like meeting and being a part
0: and don't get it twisted y'alls like I showed you my blood pressure is up from y'alls it is the other older gentlemen the OGs who some of them are uh, in the audience today who um, I'm kidding really it's it's all all the guys um, but there are other guys who are not directly a part of this show now that are some of my closest male friendships and some of the Wisdom, which uh, hopefully we we will cover in the future of this show, some of the wisdom that's forged in bondage for a decade or more is is mind bending Uh, some of the shifts that the world is needing and wanting um, That wisdom has been forged in prison. And as I know from uh, peer collaborator, uh, Mr. Mr. Blue um, With whom we'll meet in a little bit shared with me that Nelson Mandela, which I knew was incarcerated, but the entire, and then he kind of from rags to riches, you know, incarcerated to president. Um, but the, the plan and the arc of that began in prison. Um, and so some really kind of deep existential exploration happens for the guys who are in these, these situations. And I have, again, benefited from that. i trying to keep, create a platform and conduit to that in, in both directions so yeah that's uh I'm, I'm fortunate for all all the guys here and beyond
1: I hey, hey, hey. so we were just talking about the recording coming in right the recorder recorder this is this is this is earlier when i I wanted to get this importance out. You mentioned that a a year ago we recorded all these things in prison right mm-hmm. still they would not- re- unrelease it right mm-hmm. or release it. Think about the importance of you walking around with this recorder that they know you have but don't know the content that's on it they won't release this content because because they don't know what's on it right they're afraid of it so when you mention contraband (laughs) when you mention contraband right i would just love the like just the mindset of like they know you have this recorder they know the people that you are Um, Dealing with, so us, they know who we are. We're brilliant minds. We we weren't the typical, again, inmates. Um, They really do not like anybody with a little bit of education because their form of uh, the illusion of rehabilitation in prison get exposed even though that's not what we was aiming for. They assumed that that's what we'd be aiming for. So could you just, even though, hey, shots out James Hanley, he always been down with the team. He always looked yeah, out right. for us. Shots out to James Hanley. Cool. No is to him. Um, and a few others. But just think about their mindset knowing what do he have on this recorder. Sure. I mean,
0: <laughs> it was a wild day. Um, it was kind of funny, beautiful, terrible when you all wanted to record one of your peers from, I believe, Lib Lit, mm-hmm. And um, they, like, came to the prison, and they're like, I'm here for the recording. And, like, one of the, the officers in charge was like, what recording? What's going on here? And fortunately, for all the reasons, and, and again, the kind of railway paved by Spencer primarily, all the I's were dotted and T's were crossed and I was actually in an odd position where he had to just take you know, was no there man. was one James, you know, was was in a hierarchically dominant position and was mm-hmm. was everything was good. Um and so uh was able to like move through. But there is this kind of concern about information, material, whatever. It is their job to make sure that some level of, as we are all learning or have known oppressive forms that we live in, trying to make sure there's due diligence because it's his job. And if something beyond that which was appropriate occurred uh, is on him or his responsibility, that beyond that which, and it seems like this is what Queez is saying, is happening now. However, no one knew what that was or how it was manifest or what that information or material was. Um, and as I was echoing about them being afraid, it's like the content on the recordings is like, what were you doing as a kid? What are your goals and aspirations? Not where's the guard? Is he up at seven o'clock or 2 PM or how tall is the fence? Like it had nothing to do with unmaking the system in the way that they are, are concerned with actively. Um, but they still use their power to have control. And so even though these guys are out and I have their voice on a recording and they can consent to me using it, none of us own it. The DOC owns it. Even though we have releases, we need approval or are in danger of of, uh, violation, which... Could, could lead to jail time or something
5: yeah again and, and and just briefly it's just it's just an extension of the institutional kind of power of controlling the narrative there i mean it's scary to allow you know three scary inmates in a in a uh, eccentric art student to have a show about prison and, and really talk about the the whys, the, what is freedom, what is success. And they still want to bogard and control that kind of content narrative. So that's, that's one aspect of it for sure. Um,
2: It's definitely important to point out, like, even though those specific recordings are not like technically ours to release right now, our voices now we've all we've all been released. There is no officer in charge in this group or like and Lee anywhere near us. We might be. we are in charge of ourselves now and we can release our content and say the same things that we have said, albeit we're not in prison, which is like when we recorded it in prison, it was really powerful because we're saying these things in such a confined space and in such a restricted space and our context was so limited, yet we like broke out of that so many times, which is like what they don't want it to be released for it's because we didn't break away from the prison literally but we did and now that we're all here and we're just out we're in charge we can say these things and that's the whole point of our show is like being able to say these things to everyone as we are now as free people and about how we lost that freedom but came together and found it
0: which yes, she in a way is almost more liberating. Like I think it has become a very interesting, not in a literal sense, but in a sense. I mean, it, yeah, definitely not in a literal sense, but is interesting because you're saying that is like, yes, they have control, but they don't. They have control over something that is still ours, and we still own it as your own positionalities and can share it. Um, but the liberation comes from even what you said is like you actually feel empowered to do that. Uh, whereas they aim to disempower you.
2: And I mean, what, one thing we'll, we'll discuss and probably touch upon in each and every episode of our show as they come out in the next couple of months, is that like not, it's not just the voices that we recorded that are held and like kept from being published. Like A lot of my thoughts, I audit almost all of my thoughts and feelings based on how I felt in prison because i'm just recently released you know three months ago and it might be that way for a while it might be that way for a lot of people like i am not there i have left but i am still like practicing some of the same thoughts and behavior and restrictive like tendencies and uh and i don't know if you know we or amon have those same feelings like a part of this process is like, like ex- exhuming or liberating might be a better word, but liberating the rest of yourself from the experience where your body is gone. And recorded or not, your voice has to be
1: recovered also. Uh, they, they in my ear, uh, Armand, final statement. we um, yeah, yeah no, going to have and,
5: and final statement, this is going to go back to Benjamin Hall, who we will again reference later, um, who had done 20 plus years within the prison. And Within our interview, which I've listened to multiple times, had to talk about who also got his bachelor, I believe, while he was incarcerated, um, a man that was constantly working forward to educate and put some sort of knowledge in his mind, talks about the institutional struggle of even being able to allowed to get that type of learning material within to have programs like these even exist within these walls that's becomes a a problem within the system. So we'll get to that later. But again, that is also part of these origins that we have to continue to talk about.
1: Shout out Ben Hall, man. We go. Hey, that's hey, that's Mister. D people. Hey, that's Mr. Do It For The People. I ain't, I ain't, ben Hall, man, Mr. Do It For The People. Shouts out to everybody who came to CRCI, did an interview with us. I promise you, we trying to get that content released because I know a lot of people were vulnerable and they shared some of the things that they truly felt about the prison system and could not um, express or, or um, expose. So um, shout out to everybody who came through and shout out to everybody who, who did an interview. Hey, hey, I love y'all and I appreciate y'all. Mike, what's next? What's next? So... This is tight. We're getting tighter, guys.
0: I've been, I've been. I, there's like I wish there was a PC uh, analogy for cracking the whip. I was, I was like, oh, I was <laughs> yes. picking the vegetables, but that's too close. Well, I, and we, we've, busting, been, busting, we've been busting your balls busting all this your balls. time to get fit and fiddle like we are now. Um, and so, to that end, um, we are r- running into the end of episode one. Uh, Fortunately, due to the format of uh, Pika's situation, episode two is coming right on its heels. But I wanted to give everyone a taste of uh, an agenda of items that um, we're interested in exploring as the show continues. And we're going to open it up in a little bit for folks to hear a little bit about what you'd like to see on the show. Uh, But here's our list. I typed it up just so I could do it all nice and smooth. Uh, (laughs) We're going to be talking about the first week out. The last two weeks in, how would you respond to COVID inside? Uh, Letters from the outside, through the show, we'd like to bring light to prison and or perception of prison or prisoners. Uh, Self-motivation, the billion dollar prison industry, Uh, Mm -hmm. Norway as an example of a prison system that has the lowest levels of recidivism. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They do a good job of treating people like humans inside. Come on. Uh, Prison shoes, goals and aspirations, nutrition, mental health, missing your family, phones, money, searching for an identity that's nothing like who you were before. The games, inner games, psychological games, contraband, depression, white boys, economics of prison, pressures of getting out, and self-destructive motives. All coming to you soon on the future of Tin Can Phone. We'll just, we'll do a little edit, wicka, 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 and then, and then it'll be the end. You are listening to the Tin Can Phone Podcast, where you can hear about the influence incarceration has straight from the source. We tell the story from the inside out. So make sure to check us out on KBOO Community Radio every first Tuesday at 10 a.m. You can also check us out on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere you catch your podcasts. And make sure to give us a follow over at tincanphonepodcast.com. See you next time.